how do you price an ad on your channel? That's probably the most common question we get from other creators. And it was the biggest question we had when we first started on YouTube. So we're hosting a live workshop on how to price yourself. This is everything that we've learned in the past 13 years of being on YouTube and our simple three-step process that'll help you develop concrete pricing. So if you wanna join us for this live session, just go to colinandsamir.com slash live. Enter your email and you'll get all the information about our live event on May 9th. All right, hope you enjoy this episode of The Colin and Samir Show. Hello, Dream. Dream is here. Oh my God, it's Dream. What's up, everyone? Welcome to The Colin and Samir Show. On today's episode, we're gonna be breaking down three reasons why Dream got so popular on the internet. Now, if you don't know who Dream is, first, you're not alone, but you aren't amongst the 38 plus million people who watched Dream reveal his face. Now. That'll make sense in this episode. And we're gonna talk about three different strategies that Dream used to reach this, this mass audience and mass popularity. And those are strategies that you can use as well. Now we do have a video on YouTube that goes along with this episode. So if you wanna see some of the visuals, you can check it out there. And we also are unboxing a package that we got from Dream in the episode. So you're gonna hear some of that in the audio, but if you wanna see the visuals of it, go check it out on YouTube. All right, so this is a text that I got last week from my sister-in-law, Lauren. She said, I don't understand dream. This week, you'll have to explain it to me. I'm so old. That's probably a sentiment a lot of people had when dream completely took over the internet with his face reveal. So who is dream? So dream, if you're unfamiliar with him, he's a Minecraft streamer. He streams himself playing Minecraft on his YouTube channel. And he quickly stuck out from the rest of the streamers who are playing Minecraft, because it is a very large community. Now, yeah, Minecraft is one of the most popular games, and if not the most popular game in the world, and Minecraft videos are an incredibly popular genre of YouTube video. So it's almost a question of, well, if you're gonna make Minecraft videos, what's the difference? Mm -hmm. And Dream actually did something really different. Yeah, so he is a developer and a coder, and he was able to create situations and worlds within Minecraft that no one had ever seen before. So Minecraft, but gravity flips upside down every minute. And that's actually the first tactic that we recognized that Dream used to build this massive audience. And that tactic is to be a purple cow. Excuse me? That might sound strange. Should we have Seth explain it to them? Yeah, so Seth Godin, who's a marketer and a writer, has this concept of the purple cow, and it's a marketing concept, but it really applies to what Dream did to grow on YouTube. Consumers don't care about you at all. They just don't care. Part of the reason is they got way more choices than they used to and way less time. And in a world where we have too many choices and too little time, the obvious thing to do is just ignore stuff. And my parable here is you're driving down the road and you see a cow and you keep driving. Because you've seen cows before, cows are invisible, cows are boring. Who's gonna stop and pull over and say, oh, look, a cow? Nobody. <laughs> if the cow was purple, you'd notice it. The thing that's gonna decide what gets talked about, what gets done, what gets changed, what gets purchased, what gets built, is is it remarkable? And remarkable is a really cool word because we think it just means neat, but it also means worth making a remark about. And I think no matter what type of creator you are right now, most likely you're facing a lot of competition. And 
it's really hard to stand out, but that's actually what you should prioritize. How can you be not necessarily better, but different? I mean, you can see by the quality of this TED Talk that this concept from Seth Godin is old. It's timeless. The concept of being remarkable, the concept of, of standing out, the concept that consumers don't have a lot of time, that is a concept that existed pre-YouTube. And what Dream really did was say, okay, if there's this many Minecraft videos, you know, Minecraft, but gravity is flipped every minute, all of a sudden that's the purple cow. This video, we coded it so that at random times, the gravity flips upside down. Our goal is to beat the game. These are things that other Minecraft streamers couldn't necessarily do because they weren't coders. Not only are you gonna click on that and watch it, but he's actually giving you the sentence that you can go say to another friend. So, hey, did you see that video where lava is falling from the sky? So I think you have to, as a creator, think about the remark that someone is going to make about your video. Because at the end of the day, the way ideas spread, the way that videos spread is actually through word of mouth. When we interviewed Mr. Beast, yeah. what was remarkable about it was that it was the only interview with yeah, Mr. Beast for true. the most part. Now he went on a podcast tour, there's a lot, so you have to try and find that area where you can stand out. You look at Andrew Schultz, mm -hmm. their episode, it was four hours long. Right. That's remarkable. Have you seen the episode with Mr. Beast that's four hours long? It's true. So there's always ways to sort of iterate and maintain that purple cow essence. So be a purple cow. Yeah. By the way, Colin, we got this package from Dream. Mm -hmm. We bought the package. I don't want to make it sound like he sent it to us. We purchased it. sounded this. way cooler when yeah. you just... Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll go back to that. We got this package from Dream, uh, and we don't know what's inside of this, but we are going to open it at the end of this episode. Thanks, Dream. So the other thing that makes him remarkable is the fact that he's faceless. I mean, that's obvious, right? Your favorite streamers, your favorite gamers, you had some sense of what they looked like. You could develop relationships with them, you could develop you know, emotions and attach them to this face. But Dream being faceless was another one of those things where it's like he's a Minecraft creator and he doesn't have a face or he's got a blob as a face, smiley blob. I think what's really interesting about Dream is that it was accidental. It, yeah. it was not deliberately written into his plan that he would be faceless. He really says it's a product of the pandemic, that that's just when he started to take off was 2020 and everyone already was wearing masks. And if you're a Minecraft streamer, you don't have to show your face. And mm -hmm. it just started to become a thing. He didn't choose his face as his avatar, he chose this logo. And yeah. then started to realize, oh wait, this is adding a layer of intrigue mm -hmm. for my audience. And the fact that Dream was faceless for so long is tactic number two, which is have a mystery box. That probably makes no sense right now, but we are gonna play this clip from director J.J. Abrams that will explain it. Tannin's mystery magic box. I bought this decades ago, and I'm not kidding. If you look at this, you'll see uh, it's never been opened. Now, I was looking at this, it was in my office, and it, as it always is on the shelf, and I was thinking, why? have I not opened this? And I realized that I haven't opened it because it represents something important. Infinite possibility. It represents hope. It represents potential. The withholding of information, doing that intentionally, is much more uh, engaging, whether it's like the shark in Jaws. If Spielberg's you know, mechanical shark Bruce had worked, it would not have been remotely as scary. You would have seen it too much. In Alien, they never really show the alien terrifying. Even in a movie like The Graduate, they're having that date, remember, and they're in the car and, and, and it's loud and so they put the top up. You don't hear anything they're saying. You, you can't hear a word, but it's the most romantic date ever. And you love it because you don't hear it. I love the premise that the shark in Jaws is scarier because you never see the shark. And when you say it's scarier, it's actually that the audience has interpreted it 
to be scarier. It implies a level of work that the audience has to do to enjoy the story. And that's kind of what Dream did. There was all this mystique and conversation around who is he? Not knowing what Dream looked like created this mystery box for the entire audience that they got to fill in themselves. And they got to interpret, you know, who Dream was and and almost even place their own experience into this person. And that's all of a sudden developing a deeper relationship because your your mind is is connecting the dots. Another really great example in the office. Yes. When Pam takes off her mic to go hug Michael mm-hmm. on Michael's last episode. I mean, the fact that you can't hear their last conversation makes it that much better. It becomes as powerful as you want that moment to be, mm-hmm. not as powerful as maybe the writers were going to write it. Yeah. I also think that as the face reveal started to get closer and closer, he FaceTimed creators and they he had them film their, their own reactions where they're looking at their phone and then he calls them they their reaction to seeing his face for the first time. So all of a sudden you you have this unclosed loop, right? Which is what does this guy look like? You don't know. And your curiosity is killing you for two years plus. And then as the moment's getting closer and closer, he's closing that loop, but not all the way to build the anticipation. And the mystery box is slowly opening Right, so you're get, you're peeking in a little bit to other people's reactions to seeing what's in the mystery box. That's such good marketing. Yeah, and I think as a creator, what you should be thinking about is how can you use omission as a storytelling tool? Right. How can you sometimes not give the audience everything? Like this, we don't know what's in this bag, right? But but it came directly from Dream himself. <laughs> that's right. And if someone was here right now, they opened it, looked at it, and had a reaction, that actually makes it even more interesting. So now I think it's interesting to think about the fact that by omitting his face, that was what brought him a lot of success. Now he decides to reveal his true identity. Was that the right move? Right. You know, there's a couple reasons that he states why he did this. Um, number one, he, he mentioned he felt like there wasn't much else he could do in Minecraft. Like he had already kind of done everything that he could do. Let alone the dream SMP, which we have not even touched on, right? Like it wasn't that he was just making unique situations. He also had a server that became a world for live storytelling. Again, something that was unique to Minecraft at the time. Listen, And then created all of these characters that became incredibly famous. I'm just saying the dream SMP is this entire other thing. I agree. That I can't believe we haven't even mentioned this far in the episode. I'm just going to ask that someone in the comments explains the dream SMP to everyone else, because it will take us too long to try and explain it. We'll pin the best explanation of the dream SMP. Bet you there's someone watching going, the dream SMP. (laughs) Yeah, the whole time. The SMP. Yeah, Yeah, screaming. Yeah, screaming. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... The other thing that he he mentions about why he revealed his face is actually one of the most human things you could want, which is just that he wanted to hang out with his friends. Just get out in the world, be an actual creator, be a person, say hi to my friends finally. And that really is tactic number three, build a bridge. And what that means is like your digital world should be a bridge to your physical world. Dream talks about the concept that he's going to do IRL videos. And this concept of IRL, meaning in real life, is actually explored in this TED Talk by Jordan Frith. There's probably no phrase that annoys me more than in real life. For one thing, 
As someone who got in many disagreements with my ex-girlfriend over Facebook Messenger, I can assure you that was very real. It wasn't less real because it happened online. It had real consequences in the physical world. Anyone who's been cyberbullied, the fact that it happens on Facebook doesn't make it any better. It's still real life. It affects a physical body. His concept here is that the term IRL or in real life suggests that there's two separate worlds, the digital world and, and the real life world. But actually, that's not true. We, we actually exist in a hybrid space, as he calls it. So, you know, with Dream primarily existing in cyberspace or in the digital world. Cyberspace. Yeah, cyberspace. This is a 90s term. Uh, existing in cyberspace or, you know, the digital world, it's actually impossible. There's no world where he can just exist there because it's, it's, it, these worlds coexist. It was affecting his physical life by not revealing sure. his face. Yeah. I mean, I read an article somewhere that he was traveling from Florida to Georgia to go to the dentist so that no one would recognize him. That's Because wild. people knew he was from Orlando. But how would people recognize him? I don't understand that. By his voice. Oh, uh, should have altered his voice. Come on, Dream. <laughs> but that's pretty aggressive. I think yeah. I also read that he would go to Georgia to go to dinner with his mom sometimes. Yeah. Like if you feel that restricted, like you can't go mm -hmm. out to a restaurant in your own hometown, that's clearly this point where your online life is affecting your physical life. They are actually one and the same. Yeah. They have implications. So I think that, you know, the lesson for creators here is that no matter what, whatever you're building digitally from a community perspective, from a brand perspective, you should be thinking about how that interacts with the physical world because they're not two separate things. What did Dream lose by revealing his face? And what did he gain? Let's talk about that. I think there's something really interesting that he lost, which is, like we said, with omitting his face, people got to fill in the gaps with who he was. Mm -hmm. He could be the ultimate superhero across race, socioeconomic mm -hmm. levels. Like he could be whatever you wanted him to be. And it's at no fault to him or anything. But once he revealed who he is, you lose some of the mystique and he no longer gets to be the superhero necessarily. He's Clay, a 23-year-old from Orlando. Hi, my name is Clay, otherwise known as Dream Online. I think the interesting thing is like, he's going to create a new channel where he's going to do IRL experiences as Clay. So kind of what has happened is there's two personas that are developing now. There's Dream and there's Clay. What he gained from you know, a business perspective is also he can scale the premise and the concept and the brand of Dream while building the brand of Clay at the same time. I also think he's a, he's a creator of worlds more than he is a creator of videos. He's like Simon Cowell. Okay. Right? No one's ever made that comparison. Simon Cowell is responsible for putting One Direction together, mm -hmm. and then that became oh, a yeah. world, yeah. right? And then some of them went off on their own. Mm -hmm. Dream essentially is responsible for the Dream SMP, and you look at him at, on that panel at TwitchCon, he's all the way at the end, and everyone on that panel is like a member of One Direction. That's right. And at some point, Carl might be Harry Styles. I think Carl is Harry Styles. I think Styles. he kind of is Harry yeah. Styles. He grabs the mic for the first time, everyone goes nuts. And I say all of this just to say that I think that actually may be what allows him to have longevity. The fact that his 
history is being a world builder, not just someone who follows trends and make mm. videos. Like he builds environments for yeah. communities and creators to exist in all at once. Yeah, I think that's what Dream will continue to be. It's up for debate. What, like who is Clay? Who is Clay going to become? Who knows? Now you guys have seen my face. Questions over. What does Dream look like? This is me, unless I'm an actor. Might be an actor. All right, so those are the three strategies that Dream used to really take over the internet. Now, we do have a YouTube video that goes along with this episode, and a part of that is us unboxing this package from Dream. Now, if you wanna go check that out, head over to YouTube, and if you do go from here to YouTube, let us know by commenting Pod Squad. If you're part of the Pod Squad, let us know on the YouTube channel. All right, we'll see you later this week for an episode of Creator Support. See ya.